My mind rebels at stagnation. Give me problems. Give me work. Give me the most abstruse cryptogram or the most intricate analysis, and I am in my own proper atmosphere. But I abhor the dull routine of existence. I crave for mental exaltation. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Hosted by Dan Mickle and brought to you by Soul Performance Academy. This is the podcast that answers your questions on mental performance training and takes a deeper dive into the world of performance psychology. You can reach us at podcast at properatmosphere.com or across all social media at 717soul. We look forward to hearing from you and now on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Proper Atmosphere Podcast. I am your host, Dan Mickle, and this is the podcast dedicated to all things mental performance and in the mental performance space. We answer your questions that you send to us and hopefully have some great discussions and stories along the way. This week on episode six, we are going to talk about accountability. Now, this is not a direct answer to a question that a listener sent in. It's more of a continuation from episode five's team building conversation. When we mentioned accountability, I thought I would like to expand it a little more and and kind of give accountability its own space. We need to start out by talking about what is accountability. How do you define accountability in your gym or your workspace or, you know, whatever team or culture you're trying to shape? And for me, it's pretty simple. Accountability is just the willingness of team members to remind one another what their standards are, what their goals are, and whether or not they're living up to them. One of the things that happens a lot with accountability is we think of it in the negative when we're holding someone accountable when they're not performing or not living up to the standards that are set by the community or the team or the program. But accountability is also a positive in the sense of it's good to remind someone like they're really doing a good job and they are contributing to the standards that have been set by either the community or the coach or the manager or the owner, you know, whoever's kind of driving the ship that you're, you're, you're all rowing in. And it's good for us to start with a base knowledge of, of what we're talking about, because accountability could actually be a lot of things. So I just kind of want to narrow the focus a little bit that we're talking about the willingness of team members to remind one another whether or not they're living up to the standards that are set. Rule number one for me, the biggest one, and I'm going to say it twice because I think it's really important. Accountability is a brick in the foundation that you're laying in the culture of your gym or your company or however you are applying this knowledge. You can't just randomly skip bricks and lay them at different times in different patterns in different ways and expect it to be a sturdy structure. So we can't just come in midway through a season and say, okay, all of a sudden we're going to have accountability or accountability is going to be our focus. Accountability needs to be a cog in the bigger wheel of what's going on. It needs to go in there with the things that we've already talked about previously, like trust, 
and being able to be honest with one another and our philosophies as a player, or as a coach, they all go hand in hand. We can't just pull out that one little brick of accountability and say, okay, this is what we're focusing on this year. It, it needs to be cohesive with everything else that's going on. So don't think that you're going to be able to just to take the concepts of accountability and plug it into your team. If you don't have the other foundations like honesty and trust, accountability is not going to happen. So it's very important that you already are setting the culture in your environment to accept accountability. That being said, one of the biggest myth or misconceptions I come across with accountability is that it's typically the coach or the captains. And and I'm sorry for my corporate fans. We're going to kind of go into the sports space a little bit more. It's, it's just easier for this conversation. Um, but we could certainly do another episode just on the corporate side of accountability. So bear with me or if you're able to just kind of translate it into your corporate world. But we should not require the captains or the coaches to be the only ones that participate in accountability and holding people accountable. It needs to come from everyone. It has to have buy-in from everyone. Whether it's the starter to the fifth bench player to the manager of the team, there should be some availability and buy-in for them to hold each other accountable. Now, that being said, one of the dangers that we have with accountability is that a lot of people find it easier, and I know this is going to be a shock to some of you, to hold someone else accountable for the results than they do for behavioral issues. So that means that it's easier for me to hold someone accountable because they're not scoring enough points or not doing a play correctly versus holding someone accountable because they have behavioral issues, they're late to practice, they're not a good teammate, uh, their body language is, is kind of off. And that really does cause a big issue because usually the behavioral issues appear before we have the results issues. So the bad attitudes, coming late to practice, all that stuff seems to happen before, obviously, the results part happen. But we're so quick to hold someone accountable for the results that we bypass the warning signs and where we could have probably nipped this in the bud and helped it out a little bit. We need to make sure that team members, and when I say team members, I am literally talking every single person on that team. It doesn't matter to me whether you're the manager, the starter, the second string, the equipment manager, the assistant coach, the volunteer assistant coach. We need to make sure that everyone on that team has the ability to hold each other accountable. And we need to make sure that all those team members get comfortable being uncomfortable and calling members out for behavioral issues. We need to be open and honest, and that goes back to the, the trust component that we talked about in the last episode, that I as a team member or you know someone involved with the team can come up and say, hey man, your attitude kind of stinks today and it's not helping the team. Can we work on that? Or, or even the easier way is, hey, is something going on that I can help you with? You don't seem focused or things seem to be a little off today. But we need to make sure that everyone involved with the team that is all chugging along for our main goals is comfortable with being uncomfortable and calling each other out 
for behavioral issues. Because if we don't call out the behavioral issues, then we're going to have the performance issues. And then that's where we've bypassed a, a, a great learning and growing opportunity and went straight into like the fire and where we're gonna have all the drama and all the issues. So we need to get comfortable calling out the behavioral. We need to make sure that everyone is okay holding each other accountable. And for players especially, it means a lot more when other players are holding each other accountable. We expect it from the coach or the director and everyone above, but it hits a little bit harder and means a little bit more when it's coming from one of our peers and one of our players. So what are some of the examples of the behavioral issues that you know we may run into? And it's all the ones that I'm sure that you probably think of lateness, lack of caring, lack of attention, doing their own thing, going off of, you know, the script or, or whatever the plan for the team is. And then the big one currently is just social media stuff, right? If you want to be this tight knit team that extends beyond the part of just in the gym or in competition or practice. If you're trying to build a culture, your culture goes beyond that. It, culture is also what you take home and what you do away from the gym. So that can be part of it. Now, I'm not talking about the team rules aspect, what you can say or not say if you're a part of this team on social media. That That's its own set and its own discussion. I'm just simply stating that we need to hold each other accountable. If a teammate is getting blasted on social media by another teammate, we need to address that. It shouldn't be up to just administration. We need to make sure that the team is open and honest enough. Hey, man, I saw what you posted. Can we talk about it? You know, however you want to work that. But we have to start with those behavioral issues and getting the accountability there. So really, you know, how do we... Um, how do we fight this, right? It, it seems like such a simple thing. And I know what a lot of you are saying. Well, the minute that we start to hold each other accountable things, drama starts to happen. And that's because we don't teach our players or we don't work with our team on how to actually have effective meetings or effective conversations where we can have that accountability. So we really need to start with um, regular meetings, right? Regular team meetings or group meetings or player meetings where we show accountability and we make it that safe space where they can talk and be honest and again this goes back to that team building thing where we set the rules and what's the culture of our program we want to be open and honest we want to have spaces where someone can say what they mean and not be harmful about it but be direct about it so we know what we need to work on and you know in the last the last episode, we talked about having regular team meetings, whether it's once a week or whatever. And this is why this is a key component of that. In those meetings is where you can learn how to hold each other accountable in a respectful way. But we can't just expect people to come in once or twice a week and instantly be able to hold each other accountable. It doesn't work that way. It's like any other skill. We have to train and nurture and work. And coaches need to work with other coaches. This isn't just a coach-to-player training issue. It's a peer-to-peer, -peer. either at the player level or at the administration and the coaching level. Coaches need to learn also how to hold each other accountable. As a coach myself, I like when my other coaches and even my players hold me accountable. Hey, coach, you said we were going to do this and we didn't do this. 
or hey coach you said you were committed to this but i don't feel like you are or is something going on that we can help with you seem unfocused at practice today we need to have that level of trust and that communication to have accountability if we do not have those foundations there's no way that we are actually going to have accountability another way that we can work on this is with something that we call um, a T or a team effective exercise. And again, we can't do this until we have trust. If we do not have trust, there's no way that I'm doing any type of exercise like this. And usually I would say I wouldn't do this until your team A has trust and B has been together for two, three months, or otherwise you might have some drama and it's going to blow up. So work on that trust thing first and then move into accountability. But for our T exercises, we basically just have two questions that we have each member answer. And it's also about themselves. But question one is, what is the single most important behavioral characteristic or quality demonstrated by a person that contributes to the strength of your team? So I would say, what is Tommy's biggest characteristic or quality that he brings to our team that makes us a better team, right? And then question two, what is the single most important behavioral characteristic or quality demonstrated that I, I, meaning the person asking it, can sometimes derail the team? So then it's that inner reflection of maybe what am I doing that may hurt the team or may not help the team perform optimal? Now notice the, the two key points of this exercise, at no point are we asking a player to criticize or mention a quality of another player that is detrimental to the team. We ask what is a quality that is positive that another player brings to the team, and then what is a quality that I bring to the team that may be negative or bringing us down. At no point are we asking the players to critique each other from across the way. All right. We also have to follow up with it. We can't just do this survey, have this discussion in a meeting and then drop it. We have to make sure that all those points brought up are addressed, worked on um, or praised. If you know, when we go through the round of what people are bringing to the team, we want to make sure that we're following that up with praise as well. Hey, man, that's you're a very dedicated player, this team, and it really helps, you know, bring the whole team together. Don't be afraid to throw that praise on there. Members will know the areas that they need to work on and that they will not go away. So we need to make sure they understand like, hey, I am chronically late to practice. We need to work on that. Is it something where maybe we need to adjust the practice schedule to help you out maybe? Or is it something where we... Um, you know, just need to get you a ride or set reminders on your clock so that you're there. And we have to also go back to see if there's progress. There's no sense bringing up something that is needing work and then forgetting about it, right? We have to make sure that we keep checking in. And that's how these weekly meetings kind of manifest and keep you going. I know people hate meetings. I get it. But they are pretty much a required component of any team. We have to watch our progress and are we getting better? Are we holding each other accountable? Because just saying it isn't holding someone accountable. Holding account also means acknowledging it and then coming up with a plan and implementing that plan to make it better 
or to keep things on track towards the goal. So if you're doing a T exercise, we have to make sure that it's not just a, hey, we're going to vent in this meeting and then forget about it. You're going to follow up and make sure things that are things are being worked on. So that is really where we're at with accountability. It's honestly a pretty simple concept. But again, it's all about the process and how we do it to make sure it's effective and it doesn't become this big dumpster fire in our teams where everyone's got this drama and throwing shade at each other because of how we do it. And it all builds off of making sure we have that first step or that first block or the foundation, whatever you want to call it, which is trust. Accountability will not work on your gym if your players do not trust one another, your coaches don't trust one another, and coaches and players don't trust each other. If that trust is there, there is no way that you're going to have actual, true accountability. Otherwise, it's just going to be shade that's getting thrown at or attitude that's getting thrown at, and it's going to cause you more problems. All right? So again, the takeaways are accountability from strong teams and programs come directly among peers. The most accountable and strongest accountability team is the ones where it's the peers, the player to player, the coaches, the coaches that are holding each other accountable, not just the captains, you know, laying into the team, not just the coaches talking to the captains. It's everyone holding each other accountable. And a team leader must demonstrate willingness to confront difficult issues. If you are going to appoint a captain, those captains need to make sure that they are able to make tough, difficult conversations and decisions. Don't name someone a captain just because they've been there for four years and you like them. You need leaders that are going to be able to confront difficult issues and hold everyone also accountable. If your captain isn't able or willing to do that, then they're not a captain. They might be a leader on the court or the field or the pitch or wherever they're at. They may be a leader by their actions and their work ethic, but they're not going to be a leader by command if they're not willing to confront difficult issues. And lastly, the best opportunity for holding one another accountable occurs during meetings and regular reviews. If you're not meeting regularly, there's no way to hold accountable. Otherwise, it's just an upset player at a bad practice. So work on that trust, schedule the meetings, and follow through. People are paying a lot of money for club sports now, right? Coaches are getting paid. Some aren't getting paid. I get it. But you need to add that time in once a week to meet with your team. And I mean, honestly, meet with your team, not chat with them during warmups, not a five minute, a legitimate sit down once a week, face to face, if we're in a pandemic, Zoom to Zoom with your team and have these discussions. That is the focus of the meeting. It's not a meeting about, hey, this is our opponent this week. Oh, and by the way, we need to talk about accountability. You need to make sure that you are carving out time to discuss and work on your team culture. And it goes back to what I said about the soft skills, about you know sports, creating leaders and blah, 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 blah. It doesn't do any of that if we don't actually set it up to do that. And that's where accountability and how we work with it comes in. We have to set up those meetings. We have to have the trust. We have to have the honesty for this to work. We can't just come in and say, okay, I'm going to start holding everyone accountable. And I want you to call each other out. That's absolutely going to be a dumpster fire. So set up regular meetings, 
set the guideline on the meetings, let everyone know, hey, what this meeting is honest. No one's coming with ill intent. And we're going to have honest, open discussion about things. It's not just a complaint session. It's sessions where we are going to hold each other accountable, come up with action plans, implement those action plans, and see how we can make things better. Again, this is a topic that we lecture on for an hour module, and I'm trying to break it down to 20 minutes, so there's a lot more that we can go into, but I hope this gives you a brief overview of, of how the accountability component works. Again, trust, regularity of meetings, openness, peer-to-peer. That's the keys to accountability. That's how we make it work. I just can't stress enough, though, how much it has to come with trust. Everything begins with trust. All right. So that's this episode of The Proper Atmosphere. Again, thank you for listening. And again, thank you everyone who has been liking, rating, sharing everything. I love it. Thank you so much. It helps drive me and my passion. So please make sure you you give us a quick like or rate us on whatever platform, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, um, I guess it's technically Apple Podcasts now. It's no longer iTunes. Uh, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, iHeartRadio. Please, please feel free to give us a review. Uh, hopefully it's a good review, but please share it. And remember, you can send us all your questions, info at properatmosphere.com or uh, podcast at properatmosphere.com. Both of those work. And across all social media, at 717soul, at RealDanMickle, or hashtags ask. 717 soul and ask Dan Mickle. And I look forward to next week's episode. Not sure what we're going to pull out of the hat yet. We got a bunch of emails coming in, but I look forward to it and thank you and see you next time. Remember don't suck and peace everyone. to this episode of the proper atmosphere hosted by Dan Mickle and presented by soul performance Academy. Please send all your questions, comments, or inquiries to podcast at properatmosphere.com or reach out to us across all social media at 717soul. We look forward to answering your questions in future episodes. And remember, you can listen to The Proper Atmosphere on any popular podcast service such as Google Play, iTunes, Pandora, and Spotify. Thank you and have a great day.